flourishing families with Dr. Daughter Blatt, the switched-on kids chiropractor, and her passionate friends, sharing the secrets of inspiring wellness to help your families thrive. So we're going to do something a little bit different today. Um, we've got our own super mum, Felicity, on the podcast today. Uh, and instead of um, asking uh, your experience with work, we're actually going to have a little bit of a chat about birth. Now, birth is a very personal experience, a good birth and not so good birth, some are challenging, but I think many of us get... Um, uh, we sort of attract the bad stories, um, so we're just here just to have a chat about uh, a happy birth story. Yeah, that's so, exciting. Yeah, so ex- introduce us to the birth. Uh, well, um, so little Ivy was born back in March, and we we did. We actually were quite lucky. We worked hard on it, but we were lucky to have a, a nice, uh, straightforward birth, so a nice positive birth story. So we are lucky. Yeah, that's yeah. good. So, what were the things that you obviously had a little bit of an idea of what you um, what you wanted? I think we all have of you know an, an idea. What well, what was your vision? What was it that you were looking to to uh, achieve? Well, for me, I wanted to make sure that I I gave that had the best birth that could allow my child to have the best start in life. That was kind of my aim. So, at the end of the day, if I had to make choices that meant that her safety were paramount then I would do that but I wanted to also make sure I could have as close to natural delivery as possible so um that was my ideal yeah and so was Ivy's as you can hear um so really I did I wanted it to be intervention free if possible um and um work towards that and and what so that was your vision what Mm -hmm. what sort of uh, action steps did you take what what did you what plans did you put in place to try to achieve that well I made sure that I was I had the best support I could so initially when it came out to it I wanted to make sure I had the care providers that would support that vision and who understood that vision Um, so I did I went and actually I met with a couple of obstetricians and then I also met with the midwives and I came away from that feeling like the midwifery model of care um, was intuitively what I needed to do for me Um, and I felt amazingly supported in that that was great Um, and and also then having the support team around me too so knowing that my partner was on board and he was happy with that too um, and then making choices towards the end that uh, enabled that or were on board with that too. So antenatal education and books and those kind of things that helped along with yeah. that. So what sort of antenatal team did you did you have? Yeah. Well, I had my I had my amazing midwives. <laughs> and um, sorry, I missed that. Really. Um, I had my amazing midwife, my primary midwife, and she was there pretty much throughout the whole care for me. So yes. that if, once I walked in. 20 weeks um, with the hospital, a was a birth centre. Yeah. Um, I had some really good antenatal education that was privately um, arranged. Um, and then I also had my chiropractor. That was a big part for me um, for lots of reasons. Um, and I had that all the way through from basically prior to conception. Um, so thank you. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> towards the end, I also did some acupuncture as well too. So that was my support team. Yeah. And when you're looking for support, what, what sort of support were you, were you interested in? Um, I, I wanted the... 
I knew that to have the birth that I, I wanted to have, I knew that I had to have the options of being active for as long as possible. So um, I wanted somebody who would support the idea of active birth yeah. um, if I needed it. Um, and also that could give me techniques and measures that could avoid intervention. So, you know, being able to move, being able to be in the right headspace. So um, having the right mindset around that was really important. Um yeah. And just people who were on board and understood the vision that I had. Yeah. And what, what is your understanding of an active birth? Um, well, I, I mean, it has, there is the true active birth. Um, for me, I just wanted to be able to move if I could. So yeah. I didn't really want any restrictions possible. So early stages of labor for me, I did go for a walk because I thought oh, I, the advice I was given, that would be a nice way to either bring it on or slow it down. Yeah. And a good way to tell them that you're in labor or you're not. So um, the the... The night before I went into truly established labour, I thought I might have been on the verge of it, so we went for a big long beach walk with my dogs, and um, yeah, so I could actually start off be like that, be as active as I could, um, and then have that available to me throughout the labour. If I needed to be active, I could. If I wanted to walk around, I could. Um, I didn't have those restrictions, so. And that was because you were uh, in a, a birthing centre, uh, or was it more your team that provided you that? Uh, but I think the, I think the birth center ideal is that you you try and go as intervention free as possible generally. Not yeah. that they explicitly say that, but you don't have the availabilities of things like pain relief or epidural. So they yeah. want you to be as active as possible. Yeah. Um, so that was a big part of it. Um, but also for me, I, I enjoy movement and I feel movement. And I figured if I could move well through the labor, I'd be able to move well afterwards and I wouldn't be restricted in my recovery from that yeah. delivery either. Yeah, good. And you were talking about the, the education uh, that you had uh, going through um, pregnancy itself. What, what tools did or do you feel that was useful to learn that was helpful for the birth process itself? Um uh for me the 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 mental preparation that comes with that so a lot of the meditations and the visualizations are really good the breathing because that actually gives you something to focus on too so the program that i did there was a big focus on different types of breath for different um different stages of labor yeah and having a partner who could do that um so it was a it was a two people uh education it wasn't just this is what you need to do yes yeah and that was important too having a partner who kind of had an idea of what was expected of him yeah um at the time so he had he knew a bit about you know what to suggest or where to be um so yeah he knew all the breathing and the mindfulness exercises and um he was also given some tools about like acupressure points to release and different um we talked about different muscle releases he could do or ways he could help support my hips if I needed it. So he had stuff to do. And I think as a male partner, uh, I think sometimes boys like having things to do. So that yeah, was great. Yeah. Yeah, it keeps them active. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that, that was useful for me too because I knew that he didn't need my direction. I didn't have to think. No. I didn't have to tell him. He knew what was expected of him and he could act accordingly. Yeah. So this is obviously some discussions uh, that you had both as a, as a couple but also with uh, the antenatal educator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the antenatal education that I did um, really did, which was she births, yeah. um, really did promote that. Oh, you're cranky. We're almost asleep. Yeah, oh, go, go podcasting. <laughs> um, so you, you mentioned that you were also uh, doing your own um, research, maybe a strong word, but you were reading some books. Yeah, so I think there's lots of information out there, and I think that can also be a bit of a downfall sometimes too. Um, I'm very lucky having worked with pregnant women for a long time that 
I kind of knew what was out there and I'd also had heard my fair share of stories that where things didn't go very well either. Mm. So I had looked at in the past the resources that women had told me about that were quite useful yeah. and went, okay, um, this is what I want to suggest to some women. So then I'd looked at how that would help women through practice as well too. Um, the the books that I found particularly helpful were Juju Sundan's Birth Skills because that's a lot of movement-based stuff. Yeah. Um, so a really good way of kind of pain management or pain distraction which you don't need the whole you can't use the whole way through um labor because otherwise you get too tired but it's good for crucial times yeah so i really like that book um i do really like sarah buckley's um gentle mothering gentle birth gentle mothering because it's an informed gives you the information that you need yeah and then i had the two other things that i had were um ina may gaskin's Spiritual Midwifery, which is just a bunch of stories. Yes. Um, no, Her Guide to Childbirth, which is just a bunch of good birth stories. They're not all positive. Like, they're not all perfect uh, vaginal births. They're all different different types of births. Um, that's really good. And then I had this one video that I watched that was actually the kind of the ideal birth. So I just kept that and I watched that a couple of times towards the end. Yeah. So that was the visualisation. I, I think, you know, just realistically, I mean, we, we all, I think we all have a plan. You know, we go into to the birth time thinking, this is what I want, this is what, you know, this is what my plan is. And I guess the important thing with this is that there's no judgment on things go wrong. Things uh, may change and we, can, we don't have any control. Uh, but it uh, one thing is what happens. Another thing is how we react to what happens. Mm. And like what you're talking about in that book, um, it, it, yes, not all the stories were great. But how did the people end up, and then we still end up with the baby? Yeah, yeah. and the the knowledge around that too. So we can't control. You can't always control what happens on the day. And things that I thought I would do in that in the birth suite, I didn't do. But you can control how you prepare for it, I guess. Yes. So you do. You can inform yourself with those things and know that, and know the scheme, the whole situation. Like you know that epidurals do tend to lead to more interventions. So um, that's what the research tells us, anyway. Yeah. It's not everybody's um, outcome. No. Um, but knowing that that for me was like, okay, well maybe I don't want to be offered an epidural the moment I step into a birth suite. No. So if I choose a care model where that's not likely to be the option then I'm less likely to have that intervention. Yeah. And what was your experience um, once IVX was born? Um, straight immediately yeah. after. Or, um, I mean, it's amazing. Then you think, come on, body's amazing. It's just done. <laughs> and then it's like, yes, yes, thank you, it's over. Because um, it is a long time there. Um, but I, my recovery was quite good because I didn't have the, the interventions that some people need or have. Um, I had delivered her placenta very easily um and basically i could just walk out of there and that's what a lot of people were surprised at but i had her and then three hours later i'm walking out of there and going home yeah. did you have that whole experience of uh, the baby, baby i'd be crawling up your tummy the skin to skin and all that 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 a lot of midwives are talking about as a it's a really good bonding time yeah yep so we did we had delayed cord clamping so we just basically could stay where we were for a little while yeah um and lots of skin to skin so the moment that she that first hour she was pretty much on me yeah um which is what we wanted and we made sure we didn't we left all her vernix on there for as long as we could yeah and then for that little time where i just had to go and like have a shower and sort of 
Maybe yeah, yeah, and just um, then the, the option was then our second best option, which was have skin to skin with her dad. Yeah. So she wasn't really off us at all then for the next twenty four to forty eight hours. She was on us the whole time as much oh. as she could be. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, and how do you feel that this experience of having such a, a beautiful birth and a, a really positive experience? How does that uh, place you for coming back into practice, which you have done for the last? Four weeks you've been back um oh i mean it gets me excited more and more excited to work with pregnancy i've always been excited about working with pregnant women but um getting more excited because i've obviously got another little bit more knowledge about it too um and if there's anything that i can bring my experience to help other women have that experience then that's exciting too yeah. um because i think a lot of women don't realize they have choices or what choices are available to them right so um Obviously, I knew that I had choices and I've done a lot of research about what those choices are in our area too. So I have lots of knowledge around it and I'm happy to share that. Um, but also for the, the health of our kids at the end of the day, if we can facilitate a nice experience then, it means you bond so much better, you recover so much better. I mean, physically in our job, if I hadn't had the birth experience that I have, I don't think I would be back to be back at work this early. Um, so there's all of those kind of things, you know, the bonding that happens and how you can get back into your everyday life too yeah uh, now you mentioned um you're talking about the videos that, that you watch for visualization and, and the meditation are there specific meditations that you can do for birth oh there are there definitely yeah. are and um <laughs> no, i didn't actually i listened to them i mean early stages and then i just had a track of mindfulness music playing in the end that i could just focus on because i knew I knew that I had to focus on, I had to get something else to clear the chatter in my head. Yes. Um, and I listened to those meditations too many times, so I could actually almost tell what they were, so I needed a distraction. So yes. I just needed to focus on something that wasn't that. And yeah. so I just, and so I feel sorry for anybody else in that birth suite with me because that play, the same trap played <laughs> for the three hours I was in there pretty much. So luckily it wasn't a drawn out labor where I was there for hours and hours because they would probably gone crazy. Yeah. But yeah, just having, um, for me, it was literally just an app with mindfulness music in the background okay. and then the, the visualizations and the meditations from the program that I did with SheBirths. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it wasn't something that you necessarily found on, uh, like on the internet or an app that people could download? There there are plenty out there. They are. SheBirths just gave them to us, so we had them available to us, and they're quite good. They're great. I mean, um, SheBirths is a really well-thought-out program, so yeah. that's there, and you can do that. But the the one, the, the mindfulness track that I had was literally um, – from Mindspace. Right. Oh, yep. So it was an app that I just downloaded and just decided halfway through that I just needed that track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you have to remind me because I thought you were also working with a doula for a while. Yes, I did. I had that support. We had that support because it was all three of us had support of a doula. Yeah. Um, what, what is a doula? So a doula is a birth assistant or a, um, a birth companion and somebody that I mean there's lots actually I should say that so they there are doulas who come into delivery and are actively there there are doulas who just do prenatal doulas who just do postnatal stuff too yeah um so we had one who'd done a little bit of our, our pre-birthing with us um and she was going to be there with us on the day but we called her and told her that things were happening and then we just kind of got so in the moment that we didn't end up having to call her back and so we called her after Ivy was already <laughs> and she came and spent some time with us in the birth suite afterwards. Oh, great. So, um, which it was the the benefit for us was knowing we had backup if we needed it. Yeah. So, 
So a doula's job would be to guide the husband to to be helpful or to actually do the uh, the massages themselves. Yeah, or? and it's really what you choose it to be. Yeah. For us, it was having that third person. You know that if if Cameron became fatigued and needed to step out, he could, and I was yeah. okay with that. As long as I had somebody familiar with me, I think mentally it was like I just would need. I understand that you you know sitting on the sidelines for however many hours and you don't know how long it's going to be can be quite tiring so if he needed a moment to step out and even just have some food or then I wouldn't be completely on my own which I wouldn't have been and because I had those midwives there who were very supportive and familiar to me then I I didn't actually need the doula in in the end that we didn't because we had this team of you know really supportive people with us already so So when you're going through you went through Belmont, um, yes. yeah. So they have a, a set amount of uh, midwives that you get introduced to, and it'll be one of them. Or how does the team work from the midwife yeah. perspective? Well, for me, I was really lucky in that I had the complete continuity of care. That every visit for me was done by the same midwife, except for my booking an appointment. Right. Um, and I got to meet because they're such a great little community out there. I did get to meet other ones along the way, even just if I was waiting for an appointment and they'd come and have a chat. Or yeah. and then the backup midwife, we didn't actually meet until that day. Um, but she was great, so she was amazing. Um, and you knew that they were all talked and they were all on a similar page. And so sometimes they'd just drop in when you were there for an appointment and say hi. So you yeah. knew that that would possibly be somebody you'd meet. So you, there was only ever a certain number of people that were going to be there. Yeah. Do you know how many people are or how many? I think it's oh, is it one man, mainly women? Yes. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's grown a little bit. They're, they're getting... They're a good. They're a great option. I found them a great, great option. So it's nice that they're growing. Yes. But I think there's maybe ten or twelve okay. that are rotating. And so, if you show up, would you potentially be exposed to all ten, or would you be? Are they in smaller groups? So you'd say. You know, it's one of these three that you will be with. I think it's more like that. So you yeah. knew we had a rough idea that the backup was going to be one of two people, yes. that, depending on which rotation, which week you went into labour. Yeah. Um, and we were lucky, great. And then I met the two others on my booking appointment. So, so you had yeah. met them, yeah, there, all of them, and yeah. met enough to know that I was comfortable with whoever it was. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. that's good. Uh, and any uh, advice that you have for mums that might be listening uh, to our little podcast? Um, trust your intuition. So I knew I knew that when I had looked at other care providers that they just weren't right for me. So. Um, and I'd actually been initially told that I probably wouldn't have met the criteria for Belmont, um, but I just decided to call them anyway because I knew that that's how I wanted to go. So trust your intuition or trust what feels right Yes. because that turned out beautifully. So um, inform yourself and make sure you feel comfortable with that because sometimes I think women feel a bit disempowered or they feel like they don't have um, – they just have to follow all the instructions that they're given. Yeah. But you don't necessarily have to. And the care providers are great, not to get you wrong. They're giving advice from a very um, experienced and informed place. But there are usually more alternatives out there than you realise. Hmm. Yeah. And sometimes all the advice, like you're saying, you're trying to follow along and you end up getting totally confused, yeah. which is probably not the best place to come from when you're going yeah. through such a life-changing experience. Yeah, because I think we... Um, this is not my saying, but one of uh, another chiropractor that we know very well um, has said that sometimes in pregnancy it's almost like you have to prove that you're not sick or you're not unhealthy. Yeah. And I, I found that very true. So you have to then trust your body and go, you know what, I'm strong and I can do this and I'm made to do this. And, yeah, if that's what works for you, choose a team that's going to support that. Yeah. 
That sounds great. Uh, one thing I was going to finish up here, but I just remember you talking about strength uh, and the the amount of physical work you actually did. One thing was walking, but you actually did a fair bit of. Uh, strength work uh, through your pregnancy as yeah. well to prepare but well probably probably to stay fit but also to prepare yourself for the birth yep definitely not doing as much now um time wise no. um but yeah so i was still going to the gym and still doing weights and things even to the day so i had her on the sunday morning and i went to the gym on friday morning yeah so and were you guided by someone yes yeah, yeah. definitely by somebody who's very skilled and yes. towards the end it was all one-to-one so um because i had Um, earlier in the pregnancy, I had been dealing with some issues too, um, with with just being uncomfortable. And a lot of women do get back pain in pregnancy. Yeah. Um, I didn't think I would, and I didn't. I got pelvic pain instead. Yes. Um, and so I had to deal with that. So I wanted to make sure I was as strong as I could be for the delivery, but also my recovery. Yeah. Um, and so I would have that mobility. So, um, yep, so I made sure I could do that for as long as I could. So that was going for the gym as often as I could, um, doing Pilates to make sure my pelvic floor was happy. Um, so doing all the prep work that I could do yeah. physically. So I, I could be as mobile as I could, but also recover as well as I could too. Yeah. And what did you do with regards to, now we've talked physical and we've talked emotional, we might as well talk about the chemical side yeah, as yeah. well. What, what did you do to prepare your body nutritionally? Yes, um, Pregnancy is hard in that sometimes you can have the best intentions and that it will be at the window. <laughs> you can't do um, anything. Yeah, you can't. If you're careful, you can't. Um, a little bit intuitively, like I love coffee and I do love the smell of it, love making it, love – and my body just went, you can't have this. So I still haven't had any, so it's been a long time without coffee. Yeah. Um, so it's that listening to that a little bit too, but also then pushing through. So on the days where all you feel like is just eating pasta, making sure you get vegetables and those kind of things. So, yeah, plenty of the good stuff, plenty of the green stuff. Yes. Um, and plenty of balance in that too. So, yeah, um, yeah making sure that you, you – you, like for me, I did like sugar. That was probably my stimulant of choice when I was tired. Yes. But just tried to make it as healthy as possible. So dates and nut mm. butters and those kind of things. Mm. Yeah. And did you take any particular uh, supplements? I did. Um, uh, I took a very carefully selected uh, antenatal multivitamin right. throughout um, for a couple of reasons. Um, it's hard in the beginning, particularly you don't always feel like having the green smoothie, no. even though you've made it and it's there. Yeah. Um, and you can only yeah. get yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, so took that and made sure it was really well balanced. And then towards the end, I did need to also then supplement with some iron. But again, I didn't want the every average iron because I know that can have be hard for the body to absorb. Yes. So I went to the compounding chemist and talked to them about what the best options were. Yeah. So. Yeah. so again, you used to support people. Yes. Yeah, because we don't. I mean reading a, whatever magazine we tend to, to have lying around doesn't necessarily give us the best advice yeah. for um, for su- supplementing like that. Mm-hmm. It might be more a question of, you know, who's paid for the ad. Yeah, but, so true. It's actually the very true. And also um, because they can just be a bit of a scattergun approach if you're not careful. You're mm-hmm. just chucking a bit of everything and you might not need a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And one last question. My brain is seriously talking about scatter. <laughs> Uh, the abdominal separation. Did you have any issues with where the, the two sides of the stomach muscles are pulling apart? Did you have any issues with that? I did. Um, a li- I mean, every woman has a little bit of it, and it's just how functional it is and how strong you are with it. But I had, um, for me, I had 
uh, hernia when I was younger as a child and I had had surgery with that. And so that actually popped up about halfway through my pregnancy, like literally popped up. Great. Yeah. Work from home. Yes. Um, So, yeah, I had to deal with the diastasis a little bit but could still be functional. That's the thing. It didn't stop because I had these issues. It was just dealing with it and working around it in the best possible way. Right. So just tell me a little bit about now Ivy's five months old <laughs> almost she's been there for a long time uh, so what are you actually doing now to take care of your of your body well yes i'm not back quite where i would like to be or where i thought i would be by this stage um i haven't been back to the gym yet but i'm going to go um and so I, i've been more gentle than i thought i would um my body had different needs then us feeding sitting breastfeeding can be hard work actually i did say i'd prefer to give birth any day than feeding initially again. are you serious because it's hard work it's hard work on your body and i think a lot of mums a lot of attention goes into bub at that time yes but if i yeah i needed i needed attention my body needed attention too so i saw the chiropractor and i also went and saw a personal physiotherapist to make sure everything was sort of recovery for my lower body was good um keeping posture happy and working on those things so I, I had a bit of attention that time too I know yeah. um, you needed it to make it a successful journey there yeah. and then Pilates yoga um, yeah initially I was really keen to get back into exercise really quickly and then then I kind of slowed off a little bit and then now back into working at it again so back to the gym next week I go yay <laughs> here she comes excellent thank you so much for sharing your story that's a beautiful story thank I you. look forward to hearing lots of good feedback from yeah. it yeah okay. Thanks, daughter. Thank you. Here's a the opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of Family Chiropractic or the host. Brought to you by Family Chiropractic Centre, Charlestown. Serving the families in Newcastle, Lake Macquarie and Charlestown.